0: Welcome back guys. It's been a while and I am super excited to be recording this podcast today because I want to talk about unconditional love, how to give it and how to know if it's healthy. It's been a journey on my end from two surgeries to COVID and just really trying to balance my businesses and all the beautiful things that I have going on and what better topic than this one. Are you ready? Let's go. From struggle to purpose, fighting through the curses. You are now listening to Dodging the Surface, but nobody noticed and empowered you. My name is Rhonda Karan, and I am obsessed with everything marketing and bringing the magic sauce back to your life. I'm a mom of three serial entrepreneur and have turned a mess into a beautiful message. I am here to empower you through education, celebration, and falling in love with the person that matters the most, and that is you. No shy talk, straight, raw, real, and uncomfortable topics that empower you in life and in business. A safe space for you to grow, heal, and be the best version of yourself. Get comfortable, pull up a seat, and get ready to be challenged and empowered while you struggle to purpose, fight through all their curses, the surface, but nobody Here is two, an empowered you. Here is two, an empowered you. This is an empowered you podcast. Unconditional love. It's a weighty term for something that most of us really don't understand. Shit, I still try to understand it to this day. I found it's often used to express a type of love that exists beyond bounds. And because of this, it often creates a justification for staying in unhealthy dynamics. So let's let's ask ourselves this question, right? What is unconditional love? The term unconditional love... Does not mean love without limits or bounds. It means I offer you my love freely without condition. It's pretty challenging. This means that when we offer our love, we offer it without expectation of repayment. It's important this to offer this type of unconditional love in our relationships, with our kids, with our partners. Otherwise, we're offering love with strings attached and it creates power and control imbalances. And Lord, do I know about that? You know, many of you know that's been listening. And for those that don't, I come from a very strict, dominant Palestinian household where my mom controlled everything that I did. I literally felt like I lived in a prison for 19 years of my life. I didn't have any type of childhood and That really starts to take a toll on the relationships with my daughters and why healing is so important so that you can find that unconditional love and you can learn and grow along the way. So as I talk and coach and teach you, I'm always learning and coaching and teaching myself along this journey as well. Unconditional love means loving someone through hardships, mistakes, and frustrations. In fact, it is what every meaningful, lasting relationship is made of. When we enter these relationships with other people, we are entering relationships with another human being, and that's what we lose sight of when things get challenging and uncomfortable. It's a person that's full of quirks, flaws, and challenges, and we also show our own quirks and flaws and challenges along the way. One of the most beautiful experiences in human life is learning to lean into the tension of those challenges by offering connection, love, and understanding, and by accepting influence, creating compromise, and moving forward in a way in which both people win, and clearly communicating your needs and boundaries along the way. So yeah, Rhonda, that all sounds great, right? But what does it look like? What does conditional love look like? You know, we often think of parents' love for their children as unconditional love. In truth, we do at times see this type of string-attached love presented in parent-child relationships just as readily as it might be in a romantic relationship. A parent provides a certain amount of love to their child and expects some sort of return on their investment. And let me be honest, I am a, I am totally a parent that has done this time and time again, where I feel like I control my kids, um, you do as I say, and this is my world, and you just live in it. Conditional love might sound like this. I always gave you so much love. And is this the things I get? Your father and I wanted you to become a doctor. We did everything for you. And now we're disappointed with your choice to be an artist. I can't believe that's who you're marrying. I would think you'd respect me more than that after all the love I gave you. What are you sitting around doing nothing with your life? Get up, be active, do something. In these examples, the parent is definitely not offering unconditional love. Rather, they are offering a love that is contingent on the child, fulfilling certain conditions. There's a ledger and the child owes a debt. This makes for a very unhappy and disconnected relationship or even a very toxic family relationship. And it always stems from somewhere, right? It's a cycle, it's a generation. You know, how were you raised? How how was your mother raised? How was your father raised? And it seems to trickle down into us as we become parents and we start to do the same thing until we coach and teach ourselves how to become better. And at times there may be You know, there may be a time where you can't do it on your own. There might be a psychologist or psychotherapist that you need to go see. There might be some medication that needs to be involved in your healing. You know, I've gone through a lot of PTSD, so much trauma in my life, you know, from seeing people getting killed in front of my face to, you know, seeing drugs being sold all around me and selling it myself to mentally, physically, emotionally being abused in my household and in the relationship that I was in. And it was this circle of trauma and toxicity that filled my world. So I can't do it alone. It's not something that I've been able to accomplish on my own. And multiple streams of wellness and healing is important to help you just tap into that, especially when we start to raise our own kids. And especially when we start to have partnerships and you know are ready to do business relationships. It all, it's all such a huge factor. And unconditional love should be the stem of it all and not trying to control each and everything around you and feeling like a failure if you're not in control. You know, we talk about unconditional love, right? But is it healthy? You know, it is healthy to offer your love without strings attached. Otherwise, we're not truly loving the other person. Rather, we are using affection as a tool to control. It's really important to understand that. And it's also not healthy to offer love without boundaries. Our relationships require basic expectations to be fulfilled kindness, respect, and safety. When these things are not fulfilled, we might have to set some hard boundaries. These boundaries might look like distancing oneself or cutting off entirely. If you do cut off, it does not mean that you offered your love with conditions. Remember, your love did not make them indebted to you, they do not owe you anything. But you do owe yourself safety, respect, and kindness. You can walk away from people that you've loved very much in order to take care of your own needs and safety. But we can't walk away from our children, right? That's that's my theory. I will never walk away from my daughters. And I do feel like marriage and partnerships is something that you should always give your all to. But if it does become too toxic, it is okay to walk away. The problem with love without boundaries is that it can lead to unhappiness at least and abuse at worst. If we do not let our partners, parents, children, and friends know where we stand in terms of how we expect and need to be treated, then we will not have an equal voice in the relationships. Sometimes we ignore these needs for boundaries in the name of unconditional love. However, in those moments, we are not offering unconditional love. We are offering codependent love and codependent relationships. We are so set on maintaining the dynamics in the relationships that we excuse or enable unacceptable behavior. Again, this leads us to a place of unbalanced power and control rather than into a place of truly connected love in which we offer each person an opportunity to be responsible for their behavior with us. There's a distant line between loving someone through the hardships versus accepting unacceptable behavior. The latter becomes ap- apparent when the relationship is no longer offering the basic needs of a relationship. If someone has harmed you and they are not willing to repair it, then you need to set a limit for your own well-being. You know, we we tend to take on these friendships and relationships where people won't clearly communicate or they they don't respect your time and they don't respect you and it's important to set those boundaries and walk away from anything that is no longer serving you you know, the sad part is that a lot of people, you know, in this world today, from my personal experience, you know, they want to be in a friendship with you when it serves them, whether it serves their monetary pockets, whether it makes them look better in a limelight. But when things get challenging, they throw you to the side and they throw you to the curb without an explanation. And it's important for you to set those boundaries in your life and to to be clear on what type of relationships you want for yourself. The more I continue to work on myself, and the more I continue to give myself unconditional love, the more I'm attracting the same. So if you find that relationships that has devolved into behavior that lacks kindness and respect, then it's likely that a boundary needs to be set. This is a True, if you've tried to communicate clearly and still see no change, then you're enabling the person in a way that negatively affects your well being. That isn't unconditional love, friends. It's unhealthy and it's codependent love, and that's not what you want for your life. Unconditional love still involves healthy boundaries. While we can offer unconditional love to others, even when they are being difficult, We don't have to offer love without bounds. You can offer love that has no strings attached while still having boundaries. Unconditional love with healthy boundaries might look like this. I love you and support you no matter what. However, we no longer have the finances to help you with your bills. I love you and I have to take space from you when you speak to me that way. Just clear, like clear. Love can always lead the conversation. And sometimes that is easier said than done, right? I get triggered really easily. And it's something that I am working on, especially when it comes to my 16 year old daughter. And it it has created um, this this sense of toxicity in our household where it bothers me and I want to fix it. So I have to work on letting love lead the way and kindness lead the way and understanding lead the way and stop thinking that I can control my child to do what I want her to do when I want her to do it and just let her be. Because at the end of the day, yes, I am her mom and I set these boundaries, and I am her guardian, and I'm here to make sure that she wins in life and in school, but at the end of the day, it's her life, and love should always lead the way. Unconditional love is not a binding contract. It gets muddied when we believe that we have to continually offer that love, even when basic relational expectations are no longer being fulfilled. It means right now I offer you this love and you are not indebted to me. does not mean I offer you this love exactly in this way forever, even if you start to harm me. For example, after having my daughter, Leilani, I suffered postpartum depression pretty bad. Um, And I was suicidal and I just felt like I hit rock bottom. And I had met this woman that I... You know really connected with and just really uh, she was showing me so much love, so much empathy, so much compassion, and at that point, being in the fragile state of mind that I was in, I felt indebted to this human being and i I started to work for her and work for her for barely any compensation and I started to just go above and beyond for this person and raising funds and money for her organization and it was because I felt indebted to her because she was giving me this love and compassion that I didn't have for myself and it really took me out of my element and my zone and and when she was done doing what she was doing and When the masks came off my face, and you know, the anger, the depression, and you know, all the stuff that I haven't dealt with came rushing in, she cut off ties in our relationship, and that really allowed me to just learn and grow from that experience and learn that unconditional love is not a binding contract and I'm not indebted to anyone. Another example is let's take a healthy relationship in which a couple a couple is offering each other the basic and necessary expectations in a relationship. Kindness, respect, and safety. And then that changes suddenly. One person goes through something and begins to treat their partner with disrespect or cruelty. When that changes, you can choose to put boundaries in place or distance yourself. This doesn't mean your love hasn't been unconditional. In this case, You offered your love freely as long as you could. And in the moment where you needed to care for yourself, you set healthy boundaries. Unconditional love means offering love without conditions in that moment. It does not mean forever. It means the love I am giving you right now is yours to keep. I am doing it of my own free will. You owe me nothing in return. When we love this way, we are offering true love, the type of love that allows others to be who they are. It's also the type of love that allows us to continually reassess the relationship and decide over time if it is still working for us and we're still able to give our love so freely because you see friends, people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. Most of the time, we're so indebted, or we just can't release this relationship when the time has come to release it. Not everyone is meant to be in your life for the rest of your life. Most of the time, it's a teach you a lesson. Most of the time is to help challenge you, is to help overcome a fear that you're going through. Like God puts people in your life for a reason, a season, and a lifetime. And I say that all the time. And trust your gut. Trust your intuition. You know when you need to walk away and you know when you need to make the changes to make that relationship better. You you will always have the answers. You just have to follow that intuition. So you have to ask yourself, right? Like, how do you really love someone unconditionally? Like, how do you really do that? Because at times it's really challenging to love someone that is not easy to be loved. You know, you you hear people say, um, "Say no to toxic friends," or you know, say no to someone that is just too hard to love. No, I I say try to love them a little harder. The word unconditional can sometimes create confusion or lead us to place unrealistic expectations on ourselves and the way we love. If it's easier, consider instead the idea of wholehearted love. Wholehearted loving means leaning into the vulnerability of offering our love because we don't want to offer it. Offering our love in this way means that we give it because it feels good to give it and not because we expect a particular outcome. And we know most of the time when people do something or when we do something, it's because we're expecting something in return. Wholehearted love also acknowledges and prioritizes the wholeness of both the people. To give wholehearted love, you must love your partner and yourself wholly. You must love the person that you're interacting with Holy, whether it's your parent, your child, your partner, your friend, your colleague, whatever it is, wholeheartedly. You will know if it's wholehearted love when both people are willing to enter with their whole heart, when each person has a voice, when challenges are reflected upon, when growth happens, when there is no scoreboard because you are on the same team and not on opposing teams. You will know when it's wholehearted, if there's no strings attached, debt oaths, and boundaries violated. You will especially know when you find that basic expectation of love, kindness, and safety are not being respected. If you're wondering what that kind of love looks like in practice, here are a few ways that have been helping me along the way. Pay attention to your offerings of love. Are you expecting a certain reaction? Write these questions down and revisit them. Are you expecting a certain reaction? Are you offering it to receive something now or later? Has the person become indebted to you? Push yourself to offer love just because. And only you know the answers to this question, right? This is between you and you and no one else. Learn to accept and value influence. Wholehearted loving means that we believe our partner, child, friend, or parent has something of value to think, feel, or share. Work toward being influenced by them. You know, my daughter is 22 years old and she is pregnant with my grandchild, and she can send me a message that can shift my entire mindset and really help me when it comes to raising my 16-year-old and my three-year-old because she is 22 and she's lived down this road. And it's so refreshing to have that influence from her because she's so much wiser and so much clearer in decisions and where she's going in her life. And at 22, I was a hot mess. And yeah, you can easily be you can easily value the influence from a child, especially your adult child that has so much truth to what she says and how she presents it. So I'm always open to receive, you know, criticism from her because she comes from a place of love and unconditional love for her family and just wants to see, you know, a lot more love in our household. So, and be transparent. Offering transparency in your interactions. Let people know what you expect. Allow people the opportunity to be successful for you. Learn to listen. This is one of my, you know, biggest flaws. Is I'm always talking. You know, I I used to say I'm like the loudest in the room. But you know what? The loudest in the room usually doesn't know much, right? So one of the biggest um, blessings in my life is just taking time to listen being a good listener is a lot more than just hearing it means that you can truly integrate what the person is saying and show curiosity toward learning more and allows you to be present if you've ever like heard someone talk and can just like look in the eyes of that person it's just it brings a different kind of dynamic to what they're saying and really allows you to be present And just listening without giving your example or your situation that aligns with what they're saying. Just truly listen and be present. And the gift of learning that will do such a service to your relationships and the people around you. And then last but not least, notice the dynamics of control and nip them in the bud. Pay attention to the dynamics of control in your relationship. When you get into tension, is there an underlining motive? Are your conflicts the result of unstated needs? There's so much about this life to learn. We're always taking steps to learn, to do better, to, to find unconditional love around us. And as I always say, how are you loving yourself? Are you loving yourself freely? Are you giving yourself the unconditional love that you're seeking? Are you loving yourself without the strings attached? Is it even possible? And I'm here to tell you that it is. If they no longer serve you, let it go. And let it go with love. In reality, love grows and shifts over time, but it can also fade through no fault of anyone involved. Love changes in part because people change. You or your partner may not be the same years down the line. It's important even in your relationships with your kids. While a parent may love their child from the moment of birth, romantic love can take a little more time and effort these different things that we talk about can help you. They can help you nurture, sustain deep, lasting love. And it's just important to always be clear in your communication. Good communication should be clear, honest, and timely. All the honest, open sharing in the world may not make much difference if it comes too late. I've always been one that rub something under the bus or throws it under the bus and lets it sit and marinate. And now I just want to be more open with clearer communication. And for me, it's really difficult because there wasn't clear communication growing up in my households. And there wasn't any communications with the partners I was in. It was just this world of toxicity. So when it comes to now, dealing with my daughters it's really important for me to continue to learn how to communicate with them and in order for me to learn i have to educate myself and take classes and read books and you know continue to learn and grow along this journey in life because i say this all the time we're going to heal until we die and supporting each other is really important along the way most relationships that thrive involve plenty of mutual support When you struggle or when your partner struggles or when your kids struggle, listen. Listen with empathy or offer a helping hand. And I guarantee you they'll do the same for you. But when you meet them with that attitude and that anger and the disrespect, you're going to be met with the same thing. And I've seen that hands-on. Stay mindful of others' needs as well as your own and know that you have once you let someone know that you have their back when they're up against something they can't handle alone, it just becomes clearer to that person that that unconditional love exists. And it just allows the relationship to be able to um, simply move along in the most respected way possible. A time may come when you find yourself sacrificing something for their benefit, but sacrifice and support should always go both ways. A healthy relationship involves not just the take, but also some give, so they'll likely make sacrifice for your benefit too. And let's remember, like... A person can't love you more than they love themselves. If this person hasn't taken time to do the work or heal or grow from a challenge or a situation that they've been through, they can't love you unconditional because they haven't done the work for self. You know, the bottom line is unconditional love might sound like a dream come true. But while love is one thing, a relationship is quite another. A healthy relationship does have conditions of a sort, your boundaries. If your partners or the people, your kids or your parents don't respect your boundaries, the relationship isn't healthy, no matter how deeply you love them. Moving on from it then can be an act of unconditional self-love. I hope that this podcast today resonated with you in one way or another. A lot, like I said, a lot of what I talk about is based off of personal experiences and what I've been through. And I am now working on a series of dinners all across the nation from Philadelphia, Massachusetts, New York, New Jersey, California, Sacramento, and then our big annual empowerment conference is in January of 2022. And just continuing to be okay with letting things flow, letting things align. I always had that like hustle mindset of go, 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 go. And things are really starting to align in the areas that I am most passionate about. And I'm hoping today that you take something away from this and that you choose to put yourself first and you choose to do things that make you better in this life so that you can find the things that you're passionate about. So you can find the love that you deserve in others, but also in yourself. And like I always say, friends, it starts and ends with you. Cheers to an empowered you.